Welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. What do you do when you can't stop fighting with the people you love? You're trying to talk differently, to respond differently, to listen with more intent, but nothing's working. What do you do when all you're trying is leading to more frustration and more conflict when what you really wanted was to make peace and restore joy to your relationship? On today's very special Ask the Coach episode, I'm going to be answering one listener's question about how to resolve conflict in her relationships. So if you've ever experienced the kind of conflict between yourself and someone else that just never seems to go away, no matter what you've tried, then listen to my answer to this question as I help you put an end to the fighting and increase the peace. Hello, creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you to episode 63 of Create You. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I'm so happy that you're here. Hey, today I'm going to be answering a listener's question about relationship conflict and how to stop fighting with your spouse, your partner, or your loved ones. So if you've ever experienced the kind of conflict between yourself and someone else that just never seems to go away, no matter what you've tried, then listen to my answer to this question since it's definitely going to help you today. But before we begin, if you don't have a copy of my book, Your Best is Next Yet, then now is the time because springtime is the time and here we are right on the cusp of summertime to get hold of some new opportunities and to reinvent and recreate your year and really make it what you want. By now, January has come and gone. We're already here in the month of May, but we have a new season springing forth no matter what part of the world you're in. A season is changing somewhere and it's an opportunity for you to change with it. So that's why Your Best is Next was written. Because if you're looking behind you for your best days and you're thinking that they're all behind you, you are wrong, my friend. Everything great is still in front of you. And all I'm going to do in this book is teach you the six keys that empower you to create a fulfilling future and overcome the pain of the past. Go to www.yourbestisnext.com for more details on the book and an opportunity to download the first three chapters absolutely free. And if you didn't know this yet, Your Best is Next is now available in Kindle format all over the world on Amazon for only $2.99 American. I don't know what that translates to in your neck of the woods, but I can guarantee you it's an excitingly low price for you to get a hold of some great information. Also, I want to remind you that today, May 17th through midnight Pacific time tonight, is the last day to take advantage of the girl power offer that I outlined in episode 61. If you missed it, go back, jeremyflag.com slash episode 61, or if you're in the iTunes app or Stitcher app, just go back to episode 61 and check out Discover Girl Power episode 61. Girl Power is an audio program that I recorded to tell the true story about women that I found in the original language of the Bible in the book of Genesis 
that the church has been telling incorrectly for centuries, to great effect, I might add, keeping male uh, predominantly, you know, overbearing over female uh, and and reducing uh, female gender identity to, you know, objectifying them and to keeping them in service-minded positions. Now, what I've found is that it offers a more empowered and influential view of women from the beginning that helps women center themselves in a more powerful awareness of their capacity to lead and helps men see themselves as different but not superior, and that's key. Everyone I've shared this message with has been affected by it in huge ways, and I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to get it in your hands for a limited time at a reduced price. So, Visit jeremyflag.com slash girlpower and add the program to your cart. Then you can use the discount code createu, C-R-E-A-T-E-U, all one word, no spaces, and you'll receive the program that's valued at $69 and normally sells for $27 for just $9.97 through midnight tonight, 17th of May, Midnight Pacific time. Gender identity, you guys, is a powerful force that shapes our destiny. And I know you'll find a new and empowering perspective in the program. That's why I want you to have it in your hands. All right. So let's get into the, to today's topic. So it's an Ask the Coach episode today. And the question I'm answering comes from listener Crystal in Burlington, Canada. Hey, big shout out to Canada, all my Canadian friends. And she writes... I've been having a constant battle with my partner for months now, and it just won't go away. What do I do? Every time we talk to one another, the conversation tends toward our disagreement and then devolves into a fight. I don't think we can continue like this much longer. How do we stop fighting with each other and enjoy our relationship again? Well, Crystal, I am positive that people listening to this podcast uh, also have problems similar to yours because fighting is one of those things that happens naturally whenever two people on this planet share space with one another long enough. We're going to have conflict. Conflict is natural. It's normal. It's necessary for growth. The problem becomes when something turns into a fight because fighting is when someone needs to be right. We're going to define a little bit more of that here in a second. But what I can tell from your question so far, Crystal, is A, I have no idea what your disagreement is actually about. So I'm not even going to try and get into that part of uh, you know the coaching because I have no idea. You didn't share with me what the disagreement's actually about, and you don't need to. So I'm just going to try and give you some key distinctions and some strategies that will help you that have that have helped other clients of mine. And hopefully everyone listening to this will get something great out of it because conflict is not about what's happening between people. Conflict is about what's happening within people. So first, let's define a bit of what I can uh, you know, grasp from your question. First, let's define the difference between a disagreement and a fight. Disagreement is normal. Conflict is normal. Our our society tends to think in maxims and uh, you know always and nevers and big polar opposites. You know we tend to think of peace as the absence of conflict, but that's not really true. Peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is integration. Peace is wholeness. Peace is the opportunity for all parts to be integrated and become part of a much greater whole. And that's what a relationship is. It's an opportunity for two things, two 100% human beings to become 100% relationship 
driven, to become a 100% whole together, to become one, as some might say. So with that being said, you know, we have this present mindedness in our culture that thinks that peace is the absence of conflict. But that's not true. And if it were true, then we would have the experience of that in normal everyday life. But we don't. Even even relationships right now you can think of that are peaceable and peaceful in your mind, you have conflict with. There's always going to be some level of aberration, irritation, or conflict in any relationship because it's what's necessary for us to get to know one another and grow. We all have different ways of seeing the world. No matter what moment we're in, we all have a very different view of what's happening. That's why the old uh, view of, of courtrooms was that you had to have two or three witnesses to account for every event that one witness said took place because they needed two or three to back up at least the major parts of the story or the observation because everybody sees things differently. So differently, in fact, that it's it's probably smart for all of us to have two or three ways to make sure that we can verify something is true before we count it as true. But that's not how it works in our culture, is it? We've been uh, really going headlong into, you know, whenever published, uh, whenever a story gets published online, we just believe it to be true. We don't even back it up with any facts or any figures. Uh, statistics get correlated to mean whatever they want. Uh, we, we, we have the trouble of truth in our culture by far. So be aware of this, Crystal, when you're in your own head, because the paradigm we live in doesn't help us live at peace. Because peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the integration of things. It's the wholeness that can be provided when two things get together and create wholeness and integrate themselves. So disagreement is natural because we're going to have different values from one another. We're going to have different beliefs from one another. We're going to see things differently, different perspectives on things. So conflict is normal and it's even encouraged in any relationship, whether it be a friendship or a spousal relationship or a partnership, a family relationship, because it allows us to change and to grow with one another and to learn more about each other. But fighting, let's change this from a disagreement to a fight. Fighting is when one or both parties digs in and needs to be right about their version of things. When someone needs to be right, that's when the fight happens. And someone is usually unwilling to own their own part in the conflict when the fight happens. So when someone's unwilling to own that they are a part of what's happening, they are a part of the devolution, if you will, of the relationship or of the conversation or of the moment, then you're going to have a fight on your hands. And in that case, we've escalated beyond a disagreement into something that has no real uh, resolution. A fight won't have a resolution because everyone needs to be right. The only way out of a fight is if one party decides to remove themselves from the equation. That's the only way a fight gets resolved is if one person decides not to fight back because what you resist persists. So if you meet a fight with your own rightness, so the need to be right meets the other person's need to be right, uh, then guess what? We're just going to have a continual conflict that keeps showing up. So disagreements usually become fights when some sort of emotional trigger gets pulled in the exchange of words, when some sort of emotional trigger gets pulled in the conversation. Now, 
I know you know what I'm talking about here, everybody, because when we're talking to people, sometimes, excuse me, sometimes we might have like a tiny conflict about something that's just you know, completely benign. And then all of a sudden it turns into some major emotional wreck and we're all, we're freaking out from the inside out. We're feeling like flushed and our heart rate goes up and we're like, what is going on? It must be you. You are the only thing that changed my mood. So it must be your problem. And then the finger pointing comes out. We begin to fight because we need to be right about the way we feel. And the way we feel was dictated by the person that was in the room. And we're blaming you because you're the only thing that changed in my world in the last five minutes. And because you're here, I'm mad. And because I'm mad, it's your fault. Do you see how this goes? I hope you see how this goes. That's how a disagreement can become a fight with an emotional trigger. And that is more readily what happens in relationships. Right fighting is really emotional triggering as well. Because there's a question we're asking ourselves when we're in a right fight, which is, I need, well, there's a statement we're saying to ourselves too, I need to be right. I need to be right. If I'm right, then everything in my world is fine. If I'm wrong, then wrong means I made a mistake, and mistake means I failed, and failure is not an option because I'm not a failure. I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. Are you catching how this identity thing can be wrapped up in the conversation, in the fight itself? It has almost nothing to do with the other person at all. In fact, most of the time, conflict does have has nothing to do with the other person. It's about you and how you respond from within to what's going on without you, okay? So disagreements can usually become fights when some sort of an emotional trigger gets pulled in the exchange of words of conversation. For example, let me give you an example of a couple I once worked with who, (laughs) believe it or not, used to disagree about something small. And I remember this really well because they relayed it to me and I just thought it was hilarious. So it's easy to remember, but they used to disagree about how to make mac and cheese. No joke. All right. One grew up with a mom who mixed the cheese powder and the milk that gets added after the noodles are ready in a separate container. So that that person's mom like added the cheese powder and the milk in a separate container and then mixed it up and made it nice and smooth and then put it on top of the drained noodles that were ready to go and then mixed it together. And supposedly that's the quote right way to do it. And the other had been making it themselves for years by just throwing the powder into the noodles that were already drained and back in the pot and then adding the milk and the butter on top and stirring it all together. Now, you might be thinking like big deal, right? That's exactly what what I was thinking when I heard this story. Like big deal. Who cares who makes the mac and cheese a certain way? But, you know... It, we, we can think it's not a big deal until, you know, you came home, let's say, from a long day at work. This is what you guys decided to have as a side of your meal. Uh, and all of a sudden, you felt powerless, helpless all day long at work to get things done that you wanted to get done. Uh, you're not happy with where you are in life. Uh, so you're not you're not happy when you came home. Maybe you sat in traffic too. That piled on top of your frustration. You get home and your spouse, your partner, uh, your family member, they're making something for dinner and then they're making it wrong, right? And so, I mean, all of a sudden you feel this need to force the other person into doing it your way, the right way, 
right? And then you escalate this disagreement into a fight very quickly because the fight is about being right. And in a fight, two people don't often see a way out because neither one of them wants to compromise or capitulate to the other person's way of seeing the situation. Because someone's going to lose is the way we think when we're engaged in a fight, right? By the way, it takes two people to fight. If only one person fights and the other person refuses, then there is no fight. There's just an angry person. That's a big difference, and that's a huge distinction that you need to make, Crystal, as you're uh, you know, looking to resolve conflict and get to the heart of the matter here between you and your partner. Only, only one person in a fight means there isn't a fight, it's just an angry person who needs to go, you know, figure out what's going on under the hood. <laughs> so this couple, I mean, they would fight about the mac and cheese. They'd get loud and they'd get angry with each other about the best way to make the mac and cheese. And somewhere in the exchange, guess what happens? It's not about mac and cheese. It becomes a much larger fight a much larger story about how one of them is super stubborn just like their mother and the other one's condescending and disrespectful just like their father and you know you're having a fight by the way and not a disagreement when it's no longer about the moment you're living in but you have emotionally transported yourself to another time and another place and that serves as the model for the experiencing for the experience you're having right now Wow, emotional transportation. Let's talk about it. It happens to all of us, and it usually happens when we get into these escalated moments. And uh, I happen to think that fighting is useful in this way because fighting can uh, get us beyond that little gatekeeper we have in our brain that's keeping us away from knowing what the real story is, from knowing what the real question is, from knowing what the real problem is. And fighting can tap us into that really quickly and then get it from, you know, from your heart to your head and out of your mouth before you can even stop it. And then if the other person is aware enough or if there is another person in the room aware enough, like me, a coach, right, when uh, I'm always uh, excited when a couple fights in front of me when I'm trying to help them because that helps me get past a lot of layers uh, that conversation, casual conversation just can't get past, and then I can identify the issues right away so much better. And sometimes I'll even provoke a fight. Shh, don't tell anybody. Sometimes I'll even provoke it after I know what their triggers are just to get past the gatekeepers so I can find the real root causes of what's help, of what's holding them back and help them get on back on track much, much faster. Because emotional transportation is when we go to another time and another place. We're no longer living in this moment. It's no longer about the mac and cheese in this moment. It's about your mother, your father, your story, your problem. You get what I'm saying? The experience you're having in the moment has nothing to do with the emotional experience you're having from within. So how does that emotional transportation happen? Simple. It's the story. Start with the story. The story you're telling yourself about your partner and the story you're telling yourself about yourself also results in questions that you ask yourself in the moment. These are the stories that are emotionally transporting you to another time and another place. So stories serve as the context for the whole event. If you're telling yourself a story, for instance, that you always fight when you talk about blank, when you talk about fill in the blank, right, that thing, if you always fight when you talk about that thing, then what's likely to happen when that thing comes up in the conversation? 
Well, if you're telling yourself a story that you always fight when it comes up, then when it comes up, a fight will ensue because it's the story. So the first place you need to check, Crystal, is your story. What's your story about your partner? What story are you telling yourself about them that's causing you to react in an emotional way? And are you emotionally transported when you're in this fight? Are you, are you still living in the moment, actually fighting about what it is that's going on in that moment? Or have you transported yourself to another time, another place, and backing yourself up with justifications of other fights and other conflicts that you've had in the past that are supporting the moment you're having right now? If that's the case, you've got a story, Crystal, and you need to identify what it is or it will continue to tank every single conversation that you're having. Because the other story that we live out of is the one we have about ourselves, the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. And this one most often is the cause of our conflicts. Why? Because, for instance, if all our conversations devolve into fights, then I'll start to ask myself questions, questions like this. What's wrong with me? Why can't I have a conversation with my partner, with my spouse, with my family, with my loved ones that doesn't turn into a fight? You catch what's going on there? I start to ask myself questions that beg answers, and those answers are going to naturally tend toward negative statements. They're going to naturally tend toward why, what's wrong with me? Well, you're the problem. And then what's, what's going to happen? Your brain is going to make connections for you because the brain is indifferent to your feelings and your emotions. It's just going to make connections based on what you ask it. So if I ask what's wrong with me, the brain's going to go searching for, hey, what is wrong with you? And it's going to go back to that time when your mom told you that you were difficult and that time when your dad told you that you were incorrigible and impossible to get along with and that time when that old boyfriend told you that you couldn't have a relationship that lasted you know, any longer than six weeks because you're impossible to, to be with. You get what I'm saying? You're going to start... Your brain's going to start connecting dots for you based on the questions that you ask yourself. So when you ask yourself a bad question like what's wrong with me or a negative question, we'll say, that has negative answers, then your brain's going to go to work looking for the reasons that you're wrong, right? Why can't I have a conversation with my partner that doesn't turn into a fight? Then you're going to, guess what? The brain's going to go making connections to about all those conversations that you fight about back in the day and why you're the problem. And then from there... The stories have already been there. They're just forming now. They're forming into new patterns and new shapes and new branches. And, and you'll begin to feel more frustrated because you can't make the situation better. And then you'll emotionally transport yourself in time to the other places in your life when you asked yourself that same question or that same set of questions and you felt powerless to make change happen. And then you'll get more pissed because now your partner isn't just having a fight with you in this moment. They're now fighting with you and your story and the story of your identity that you've been telling yourself and you've been struggling with your whole life. Boom. Do you see how big this can get? Most fights have nothing to do with what's happening between you. This thing about conflict is conflict doesn't happen between people. It happens within them. It doesn't happen between you. It happens within you. So let's bottom line this, Crystal, with some actions that you can take that will help you stop fighting and help you restore peace and enjoy one another again. So let's first things first, identify your story. 
Do you have a story about your spouse, your partner, your loved ones that you're telling yourself? Do you have a story about them? If you do, and you probably do because we all do, then you need to write it out. You need to ask yourself, how is it? How is this story likely to affect my interactions with them? You need to write those things out. Once you've done that work, then you can commit to a better story, like like a story that believes the best in them and that they are doing the best with what they have, with what they know. And when they know better, they can do better. There will instantly be less conflicts when you've taken this step and this step alone. Why? Because understanding and empathizing with the other person is always the first step toward genuine integration, toward genuine peace. Okay? Next step is to identify the story within yourself about your own identity. One of the easiest ways to do that is to monitor the questions that arise within you on a regular basis because a big part of your identity is your evaluations, the questions you ask yourself on a daily basis thousands of times. But if you start to monitor it and become aware of it, you can start to hear those questions that arise within your soul. Write them down as they show up. Log what was happening so that you can work your way back from there and find out what the story is that's making you ask that question. Not every question is useful. In fact, most aren't. You're going to have to become aware of the questions you're asking yourself and then replace them with much better questions. So questions like that are very common. Questions like, am I enough? Um, do I have what it takes? Who do you think you are to do that thing? Am I doing this right? Is this going to be fun? Those are all questions that serve as gateways to the stories we tell ourselves about who we are and what we're capable of achieving. If you can find and identify those questions and replace them with more empowering ones, then you're well on your way to reducing conflict within yourself and eliminating those emotionally draining fights with other people. Last but not least, I've heard it said that success in any area of life is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. But I'm going to tell you, Crystal, that 20% matters. So open a dialogue with your partner, with your family member, with your loved one about what communication triggers need to be eliminated from your conversations and from your exchanges. Is there a tone of voice you use that gets them riled up? If there is... Use a different tone of voice. Don't use that tone of voice. Uh, is there a phrase you say that sets them off? If there is, just get rid of it. If you love each other, this isn't that hard. Is there an expression you make with your facial muscles, with your face, or with your body language that makes them feel immediately transported, emotionally transported to another place? If so, then it would serve you both to get rid of the triggers. But because we are creatures of habit, we will inevitably make mistakes and fall back on those triggers, right? So it's a good strategy. I call it the buzzword strategy to have a break, a pattern-breaking strategy that can break up what's happening in the moment. So if you get set off with an emotional trigger, you need to have a pattern break. Or if you notice that your partner gets set off with an emotional trigger because you made a mistake, you need to have some sort of a pattern break to get yourself out of that emotionally transporting spiral that will take place afterwards, right? Uh, I have a, one couple, uh, uh, they're just a beautiful couple that I, I have as clients, and uh, they have this great pattern break 
uh, that they've been using forever. Uh, and one of them, and, and basically, whenever one of them gets upset, uh, then the other one will say, "Hey, uh, you know, we we're living in St. Louis, right? So we have the Cardinals baseball team. That's really, really baseball is a huge pastime here in St. Louis. And of course, we have a great team. Uh, usually, year after year, they're doing really well. So uh, they their pattern break is, hey." How are the Cardinals doing? Are they winning this year? That's, uh, you know, are the Cardinals winning? That's their pattern break. And it has literally usually nothing to do with whatever their conversation or their moment or their trigger is about. But that's the point. It gets them away from the moment and transports them back to the moment that says, okay, let's take a deep breath, calm down. Something happened. We could get over it, right? So have a fallback, Crystal. Have a pattern break that helps you and your partner get out of that moment of emotional instability and get back into yourselves. Laugh a second. Usually laughter is a great medicine in the middle of a fight. It's it's not that we're not going to have fights. We're going to have fights. We're going to have conflicts. We're going to have disagreements. But when they happen, how do you recover? Recovery is key. And this is an easy way for us to recover. Start to make each other laugh again. Quickly get back on your footing by having some sort of a pattern-breaking phrase or a word or a buzz phrase, something you can say that gets you back on equal footing and gets you back dialed in to what really matters, which is the love between you and the fact that you want to support one another and encourage one another to continue living your best together. All right, so... I hope this helped you overcome those conflicts and fight a whole lot less crystal. And I hope it helped everyone who's listening today as well. Hey, come on over to jeremyflag.com slash episode 63 in the comments section and tell me how you stop fighting in your relationships. Everyone's got fun stories to share and fun little things that they do. And I cannot wait to hear your stories and what you do to make the fighting stop when it happens with you. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast today, then be sure to share it with all your friends on social media and take 30 seconds to rate and review the show in iTunes and Stitcher for me. It helps elevate the status of the show and gives more people just like you an opportunity to break through to better results in their life, work, and relationships. And if you're a first-time listener to Create You, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. And be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud so you'll never miss another episode. Hey, as we close today, I'll leave you with a quote from my favorite book on resolving conflict and one that I recommend to all my clients that I wholeheartedly recommend to you today. It's called The Anatomy of Peace by the Arbinger Institute. And it says this, no conflict can be solved so long as all parties are convinced they are right. Solution is possible only when at least one party begins to consider how he might be wrong. Remember, Conflict only exists within people, not between them. Look within if you want to resolve conflicts from without. Have a breakthrough day, my friends, and I'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show in iTunes. 
Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag create you. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on create you and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life changing episode. You won't want to miss it. So be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you.